The harvest is ripe, but the laborers are few. Why did he use that word? God goes to extreme measures to bring the loss to himself. The greatest gift you will ever give this world is your intimacy with God. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are all three inside of me. I've got the power right now. I think what Jesus really wants is people to go. I want to be the answer to Jesus' prayer request. Welcome to the Fuel for the Harvest podcast. When this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world, then shall the end come. Hey everyone, and welcome to this latest episode of Fuel for the Harvest. This is Nathan. And this is Charlie. We're your host for today. And um, we're just going to share some real life stuff and the questions that it brings up on this episode. Um, So some of you may have seen on social media posts or heard uh, the situation that my family's been going through um, the last week or two. Uh, Our son was born and... That's awesome. Praise God. We're so excited for that. Uh, But within the first 10 hours, we came to discover uh, that he had something called TEF, which means his esophagus was not fully formed and connected to his stomach. Um, And so anytime he would go to eat, it would just stop like in his esophagus. So and we didn't know at first the nurses didn't know at first. Um, basically he'd be gurgling, breathing, and we're like, something's wrong. Um, and that's what we found out was wrong. So what that meant was we had to be transferred to another hospital. He had to have a surgery done, uh, to connect his esophagus properly. And, uh, it's a long journey of recovery in a NICU unit before he can leave. Uh, as we're recording this podcast, in fact, he is still there right now. Um, and this journey's had all sorts of ups and downs and difficulties and unknowns uh, for our family, financially, everything. Um, Is he going to make it? If he does make it, how long is this journey going to be? What's the difficulty? How many years? What does it look like? And uh, so not the most fun (laughs) situation, Um, but I'll say that God has been very present in the midst of it and encouraging us along the way uh, later on on this episode. I love to share some of those things that uh, he's put on our mind and heart in this journey. But what we faced, it brought this question into my mind this last week. Um, I've noticed that there are some people when they face difficulty or suffering in their life or in their family, these types of situations or tragic death or tragedy strikes, whatever it might be, and they leave the faith. Mm. They they might blame God. God, I can't believe you did this. I can't believe you let this. I can't believe you caused it. Whatever it might be. Or they just say, I'm done with you. Mm. Like, I'm leaving the faith. Um, and it just got me wondering, like, why is it that that happens? What factors play into that? Um, and, and wanted to just throw that out there and think about that on this episode. Yeah. I think it's a really... Uh, super fascinating question uh just in light of the fact that there are like it's definitely a stereotype at the very least um we were thinking ahead of the episode about if we know anybody personally uh who has left the faith because of difficulty and the closest i could get was i know people who have left the faith because their parents didn't treat them very well and they Mm -hmm. have maybe a misunderstanding of who god is because of how their parents treat them but not necessarily because some, someone got sick or somebody suddenly died in an unjust way or you know 
the kind of the stereotypical options. But you've probably that, you've probably, probably seen heard like public figures who have right, right. right. <clears throat> I I think that just because we don't necessarily know anybody in particular doesn't mean it doesn't yeah. happen. It, it, it does. I've seen it. I've heard it. Yeah. Um, so the question is why? Right. And I think that those options, that list is probably a very long list, <laughs> but I think if you were to summarize that list, you would come down to some kind of under, some kind of summary that would include people who don't really understand what God is up to in this world. I would you agree? Like, is that is that the phrase that you would use, or is there a different phrase you would use? No, I think that could be a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, what what I mean is like they're they're pointing the finger at God, right? When it, when God's not necessarily the one you should be pointing the finger at, I guess I, the one yeah. taking the blame. I guess that actually brings up another question: is what are the different responses <laughs> yeah. when tragedy strikes? Sure. One of them is to blame God. Yeah. So something bad happens, you blame God. What are the others? Um, I think another one would be blaming Satan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God didn't do this. Satan, how dare you? Sure. Uh, another one could be... I know that I would blame just the sinful nature, typically. Yeah. Like, yeah, <clears throat> I, don't get me wrong. I believe in spiritual attack and everything. But I also believe that we just live in a terrible world. Where so, sin is just pervasive everywhere in every facet of life. So that would be another response is we're in a fallen world, so yep. stuff happens. Yep. Um, I think another response which may be individualized is like an individual track off of that response would be to blame yourself. Sure. Yeah. Or your family. Yeah. Uh, almost like a karma response. Mm. Like we must have done something bad for this to happen to us. Yeah, I think that's really common. Like, I've talked to increasingly more people. Actually, I was talking to my neighbor one day, and he said, I think my dad died young because he deserved it. Wow. Yeah, long story short. Like, it was a much longer conversation than five sentences, but, like, his understanding of why his dad died in his mid-40s was because he earned an early death. interesting. Yeah. I see... When I think of all these responses, I think all of them have hints of truth. Sure. Or could, depending on the circumstance. It's hard to answer, um, which I guess we'll get to that. But um, can you think of any other responses? I th- Well, here's one. Um, I think it's just saying, I don't know, but God, I trust you with it. Okay, yeah. That That is definitely a real response that people have. I think it takes a lot of. I think it's the better response. It takes a lot of faith, but I think it's the best response. Yeah. Unless I, I don't know that this for you listening. This episode is just like off the cuff, real life. What's going on? Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Nate? Any, any other response you could think of? No, honestly, I can't think of anything else. So those are the various responses we could come up with when tragedy strikes. Um, I think one of the ones of trusting God would be the put. Another offshoot of that is rejoicing, sure. Like James talks about, consider and, it pure joy, right. my brothers, when you face trials of many kinds. And uh, we've talked about that before on the podcast. Yeah. There's, I think, there's maybe, episodes devoted to that verse. Right. That topic. There, there's a couple of episodes out there, I think. Um, so that happens. Then I think some of those responses could lead people down a trail of leaving the faith. Yeah. 
Um, one of simply blaming God, yeah. just period, would be, well, God did this, so he's not as good as I thought he was. Sure. And what I assumed him to be, he doesn't seem to be. He's not helping me in the way that I think I need help. So I want nothing more to do with him. Would you say that that's an, a, like a, an, a biblically accurate view of how God acts in this world? What? Uh, what you just described. So this idea that God didn't get me what I needed or didn't give me what I wanted the way I wanted it. And therefore, he's not who I thought he was. And therefore, I'm leaving. Right? That's what you just said. Right. I think people take that view. Right. So time time. where, where, where the question that I'm trying to ask is where does that skew from biblical truth? Like at what point is that not true? I don't think God always gives us what we want. Yeah. I also think that uh, a place it skews is you have this idea that God should do or should be a certain way. Yeah. And here's the thing about God. He defines himself. He is who he is. And there's nothing we can think or say that would change his nature. And so if God acts in a way that's mm-hmm. different than what you expect, then you're and you're thinking this is not the God who I love or I worship, then you're probably worshiping something that's not that's fully not his God, character. Right. Yeah. You're, um I think the other route why people might leave is now at first glance this seems okay, but blaming Satan fully. Sure. And then why would people leave for blame when they blame Satan? It, well, because then all of a sudden God didn't intervene and stop Satan. Gotcha. So yeah. again, back to that core. Yeah. He's not who I thought he was. He's not powerful enough. He's not more powerful, seemingly more powerful than Yeah. Yeah. So you might have said, Well, God didn't do this, Satan did. But he didn't help. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I like it anymore. Sure. I, don't I think like it would this be, Christian walk so much. I imagine that it w- it would be less common for somebody to I think it's less. Yeah, yeah. But I think that could play into it. Sure. Yeah. Um So I think there's a a variety a host of reasons why people would walk away and I can empathize with the feelings that they would have. Like this is tough. This really sucks. I don't like anything about the situation I'm in. Um and if it was up to me, it'd look a lot different. Yeah. <laughs> I I know people feel that. But what do we do when those things hit? Um, I've been encouraged the last week or so as God has brought various scriptures to mind. And just to right off the bat respond to this question at hand, I would say that it's a wrong view of who God is and biblical truth and the kingdom and how it works. Um, to take up some of these standpoints and run with them to the extreme. Although I think all of them have hints of truth. Mm-hmm. Um, can Satan attack us yeah. and impact us? Yes. Um, does God sometimes cause what we would consider tragedy or allow it? Both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Biblically speaking, both. He's caused it and he's allowed it. Right. From time to time. Yeah. Um, I'm not the one who gets to choose when he does and doesn't. Right. And um, in that he has a greater purpose, I believe. Um also, is it because we're in a fallen world? Yes. Is it because of my sin? Maybe sometimes, but not always. Mm. Um, we know that our sin has consequences on the people around us. 
Um, and First Corinthians speaks into that. It says if you take communion, essentially, in other words, the Lord's Supper with the wrong attitude, that's why some of you are sick and dying early. Right. Oh, so it could impact. Yep. It's possible. Yep. Um, so all of that to say, in our particular situation, um, there's three main verses that have randomly come to my mind, quote unquote, randomly uh, over the last week and a half. I believe God bringing them to mind. The first one, when this first hit us, and it was a it was a surprise to us. We didn't know this ahead of time. Um, and so we're just like sitting there with our son, like something's wrong. This is not our first kid. Obviously, this is not normal. And the medical people didn't know at first either. Mm. And it took some pushing and figuring out um, in those early hours. When we found out, um, this verse came to mind uh, when people are asking Jesus, why was this man born blind in John chapter 9, verse 3? And he says, he was born blind so that the works of God might be displayed in his life. So God brought that to mind, great encouragement and a prayer that we've picked up, like, Lord, would you reveal your works through our son's life? Um, as time went on over the last week and a half or so, uh, a couple other verses have come to mind. Um, when things weren't going that well with testing and progress, uh, I was praying and God brought to mind, my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts out of Isaiah. Mm. That's very clear. <laughs> Obviously, they're not. Um, and then most recently, Habakkuk chapter 1 came to mind. And chapter 1, verse 5, uh, as Habakkuk is looking at the suffering of his people, the Jews, and he's like, come on, God, like, what's going on here? Don't you care about these people, mm-hmm. essentially, in, in not so many words? That's what he says. And God's response is, I am doing something so great, even if I were to tell you, you wouldn't believe it. Mm. It's beyond the circumstances that you can see right in front of your face. And he was, and he was working in a way that they wouldn't have expected. And I think that's very true. Um, I don't know what that big picture is yet in Mm. our circumstance. Um, That's also an encouragement God brought my wife as she was praying. There's a bigger picture that God's doing something. What that is, we don't know yet. We have to trust, which is faith. Um, in fact, the other day I was listening to an audio book uh, called Letters to the American Church by Eric Metaxas. And about halfway through the book, I was listening to it while mowing our property. Um, these words, he started, he's discussing what is true faith, what is true belief. It's not just mental acknowledgement, mental assent, which is what we've fallen into too often in evangelicalism Mm -hmm. or in Protestant Christianity, starting with Luther. It's faith alone. Sure. He even talked about in his book how um, because it was so revolutionary and transforming for Luther, he almost solely focused on that theological point above and beyond anything else. Which is as bad as... Which was good for him. Right. But the long-term implications of that are beyond what he would have thought. Sure. So even when he translated Romans... It says, by faith, you are justified. Mm. Luther translated it, by faith alone, you are justified. Mm. He added that word into the text to emphasize the truth for his generation that they were missing. True. Look, what he said is true, and it's good. But so do the demons believe, Sure, says James. And so uh, 
you have like faith works it acts out is essentially what metaxas is talking about it's a full trust in god not just a mental acknowledgement right and so he's talking about what true faith is and then in the middle of this statement he said these words which really struck me with our situation he's like we acknowledge biblical doctrinal statements and we acknowledge these truths and he's going i don't know if god cares he does care about that but he's going to see by the way you're living right if you actually believe that right and so he's like we say we trust god and we say we believe him but god's asking like will you trust him with your life will you trust him with your finances will you trust him with your spouse's life will you trust him with your kid's life that's what metaxas literally (laughs) said in the middle of the book and i'm like well okay that's like exactly my situation um that's true faith and uh at church on Sunday, we were singing the song, You Are Worthy of It All, and these thoughts came to mind while I was prayerfully singing that song of feel, feeling like God was saying this, and it was, if our situation leads to my name being known more, God's name, his name being known more, am I worthy of that to you? Mm. Even that, is that enough? No matter the outcome, no matter what happens, if it leads to his name being known more, is he worthy of that? And I think that's a pattern that you see throughout the Bible again and again and again. Yeah. His name being known in all the earth, among right. all the nations. Um, I, I began to wonder with that, how many babies have had so many people praying for them and, and acknowledging? Like, I know there are people who don't even fully know Jesus who are like, reading the reports, saying they're praying, hoping God will work, like all this Mm. stuff. And there are people who, individuals, thousands upon thousands, entire Bible studies, entire churches, entire Christian schools, people across the globe in different nations have all said they're praying Mm. for our son. And I'm like, man, how many babies have had that many people praying for them? Mm. Probably a short list, which is really fascinating. I don't know what God has for his life. I don't know what is coming in the days ahead. We have to trust God with that. But according to scriptural truth and what God has been prompting us, we think there's a bigger picture going on. And that's helped us to keep going forward day by day with the ups and the downs. And I just wonder how many people are missing with biblical illiteracy at an all-time high are missing the bigger picture. Mm. God is at work. It may not look like you want it to look. Is he a God who heals and is he a God who intervenes? Absolutely. I've seen miraculous healing. I believe he does it today. Um, But I also don't know the timing and what he wants it to look like and what he wants to teach us. And like I've been in circumstances in the missions field and here um, where if I had my way and God intervened earlier, it would have impacted what was to come. Right. Like we, there's a story we shared early on this podcast, uh, episodes and episodes ago where there's a young guy we got to share the gospel with among the Hods Bay tribe. And if we had made a, de- been delayed and made a detour, which I really wanted to do, yeah. we would have missed his life. Yep. God's timing is not always our timing. And so there are factors we can't see. He's always good in the midst of it. He's always present and God with us. That's a promise that's guaranteed. Hmm. The rest of it is, hey, I'm doing something that you wouldn't even believe if I told you. Hmm. 
as Habakkuk said about his situation with the Jews. It reminds me of uh, Romans 8.28. Yeah. God, God works all <clears throat> things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And uh, I, I know that I've never faced anything to the depth of what you're facing in the last couple weeks here. Um, but I know that as I've faced various things, that's what always comes to mind. Mm. And your words about it being a bigger picture are really resonating with me in light of that verse. Yeah. Because like that's 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 the deeper truth behind that verse. I got him up to a much bigger picture mm. than you could possibly imagine. I'm working this together for good. You think this is outside of my purview? It, it, you no. think this is in my peripheral <clears throat> vision? No, 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 no. Like he, he knows he's at work. He's moving and he's sovereign in the midst of it. And there have been people who've gone through far worse. Oh, of course. Than us. Yeah. And yet still. Yeah. Hold on to hope mm. of God and his kingdom and what he's up to. And the bigger picture. And so I would say what we've learned and I would encourage anybody else when you face difficulty, tragedy, suffering. Look to God, trust in him, knowing that he is working together all things to the good of those who are called to him. Could your flesh be involved? Yes. Could the sinfulness of the world be involved? Yes. Could Satan be involved in attacking? Yes. All of the above. Maybe it's one. Maybe it's the other. Maybe it's all of them. Maybe it's none. I don't know. <laughs> all are possible we see in the scriptures at different points. Yet still God can bring good out of all of it mm. um, and is working in that way. Uh, we see that even in the book of Job. Um, we have a worship song about God that he gives and he takes away. Mm. And uh, that actually comes from the book of Job. Um, in our day and age, in our generation, in our society, I think we like to talk about the God who gives. Mm. He gives, he gives, he gives to me, to me, to me. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. You can write that worship song. It's not trademarked, uh, not copyrighted because I'm not writing it. And uh, uh, But we forget that sometimes he wants to prune and refine by fire. And uh, that's also equally part of his character. Um, and we can't forget that his ways are higher than our ways. And uh, for whatever reason, he allowed that to happen to Job. And that's the juxtaposition of the book of Job is God takes away, but also Satan is the one ransacking Job's life. Yeah. So we see both of those realities at work even there, yet Job trusts the bigger picture of what God's doing. Right. Um, so I would say the answer I have at this point of life is trust God and his bigger picture of what's going on and listen for his voice and scripture in the midst of it. Mm. It's pretty profound. I I don't want to I don't want to steal from that <laughs> by adding more to, words. Nothing to so. steal from. <laughs> it's simple truth. Yeah. Let's uh I think that we should call the podcast right there. What do you think? Whatever you think. All right. Well, hey, thank you so much for joining this latest episode of Fuel for the Harvest. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day. God bless.